This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, ladies. Our podcast today comes from a conversation I had with a young lady who was a Christian. Now, this took place several years ago. We were having a discussion about someone who had really offended her, and the offender was a Christian and had come and asked for forgiveness, apologizing for her behavior. But the young lady could not find it in her heart to forgive this lady. It's not uncommon, dear sisters. Every so often I run into the same problem and frequently involves those outside the body of Christ. But sadly enough, yes, it also happens within the body as well. As a matter of fact, numerous splits have even occurred in the Lord's body over just this very issue, the inability to forgive. It's a very serious issue. Because if we cannot forgive, we cannot be forgiven. That's exactly what I had to tell that young lady. Oddly, her response was, I really want to go to heaven, though. Well, I suppose we must ask ourselves, how badly do we want to go to heaven? So let's let the Bible tell us what's required of us regarding this matter, because our feelings are just that. They're feelings. We all have them, but they're not always alike nor are they authoritative. So what we need to do is see what God has to say about the matter. In Matthew 6:14 through 15 Jesus tells us, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you your trespasses. Now obviously the offender needs to state that they are repentant of their behavior. When that is done, the one who's been offended is obliged to forgive. If the sin has included others, it needs to be made known to each of those who were included or made aware of that sin. Obviously, if the sin is one of a public nature, known to many others, a public repentance will ensure that the one who has sinned and repented, that means turning from and stopping the sinful behavior, is one that we must all forgive. That's what is commanded. Sincere repentance and confession should be forgiven when it is taken care of in a biblical way and demonstrated by the one who has trespassed. Now many have tried to grab onto the scripture that we read in Matthew eighteen twenty one through 22 which states, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. They have applied this a bit incorrectly there. Let me give you an example. If I go to a group of ladies and use bad language and truly repent, I'm not likely to keep doing it seven times seventy and keep repenting of it, right? But keeping in mind that if I were to do something like that and truly repented of that sinning, apologizing and asking for forgiveness and quit doing it, cease to do it again. But maybe I commit another sin. Um, you know, does that repentance stand firm for the former one? Yes. We would have to ask, our, ask ourselves, will we never sin in a different way? And then we'd have to say, of course we will. We may be sinful and lose our temper. And some of the same people might even be involved from the previous sinful event. Are we to run and get a tally sheet and start counting as to how many sins are allowed and how many that one has committed? How many fouls before they're cast aside? 
That's kind of ridiculous. So from these passages, I think we can readily see that we need to have a spirit of forgiveness in our hearts. We need to be ready and willing to forgive, just as the Father was ready to forgive the prodigal son. Luke fifteen eleven through 32. But we also see remarks that Jesus made regarding the one who was offended. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Matthew five twenty three through 24 Whether we are the offender or the one who is offended, our Lord wanted us to work it out, fix it, and do it quickly before it festers and spreads and causes more problems. Our worship to God can be hindered. Our brother or sister's worship to God can be hindered. This is a serious thing. We all want our worship to be acceptable to God, don't we? We cannot harbor malice or hatred in our hearts and worship God in spirit and in truth, as he has commanded. When we have ought against our brother or sister and that one has repented, it is God's will that we accept it at face value. We are not capable of judging the heart as Jesus did. If we dwell upon the issue, it will only eat away at us, causing us to become ineffective as workers in the vineyard. We cannot do our best for the Master when we are consumed with hatred, anger, discord, and revenge. It's not a number problem or a keeping track problem. It's a heart problem. If one continues to keep sinning, refusing to truly repent or confess, make amends for the sin if committed against another, then they must deal with God. Their soul is in jeopardy. Having examined the scriptures and realizing we must forgive when one repents, I believe we would be remiss if we didn't consider one more point, the most important point of all, and that is that the forgiveness that our Father and His beloved Son displayed in the sacrifice upon the cross of Calvary. Think for just a moment. Did you deserve forgiveness? Were you sin-free? Are you sin-free now? What if, just what if our Father had said, I don't really believe these people are deserving of being saved, especially not at the expense of the life of my beloved Son. Where would we all be today? That's a scary thought, isn't it? We would all be lost in our sins. But our Father is loving and kind and forgiving, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Second Peter 3, nine. There's that word again, repentance. But thanks be to God for his loving kindness in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8 And when we do sin and truly repent, we will bring forth fruits, meat for repentance, and he will restore our soul. Considering all this, I guess I have to ask myself, do I have the audacity to believe that I do, <coughs> excuse me, that I do not have to forgive when one sincerely asks for forgiveness? But God must be willing and ready to forgive me when I repent? Am I wiser than God? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, 8-9 So again I ask, do you really want to go to heaven? If that's the case, we need to have a kind and forgiving spirit and realize that each of us will sin at some point and need the grace of God as well as the forgiveness of our brothers and sisters. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, 
meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Colossians three twelve through 14 I thank you for listening. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.